0: I am unbelievably excited to be releasing my first full-length podcast episode today. I've been working very hard on interviews and prep for all of my interviews, and I am so excited, you guys. I have a huge bucket list of guests that I want to interview, and I'm bubbling with excitement about this. This has been an awesome outlet for me to get creative and to pour myself into. If you are just tuning in to our podcast and have no idea what this is about, I'm going to give you... A quick update on why I started this podcast. I started this podcast for moms. I was feeling really lonely and isolated and I know there are a lot of moms out there that have felt the exact same way. You're in the trenches of motherhood and you feel like you are crazy. Like that your chaos is unique. That everyone is staring at you when you go out and your kids are acting out. You feel like you you must be doing something wrong. Everyone else appears to have it together. Let's just drop the facade. No one has it together, you guys. We all run a circus. We all have chaos. We all have problems behind closed doors. We all deal with challenges, just different challenges. And I want moms to feel like they're chaos. It's okay to have chaos, to find some sort of happiness or joy in every day and every circumstance even though it's hard trust me i have four mountains of laundry right now and it's hard to find joy in that but somehow i do i am excited to just meet real moms and the first guest that i am interviewing is actually my sister ashley my younger sister ashley is an amazing soul ashley is an entrepreneur in a few different ways she is an amazing mom and stepmom and runs a crazy circus in lethbridge She has a great story. She has a wonderful husband, and she's just kicking butt as a a mom boss, truly. And I admire her for so many reasons. I am excited to interview her, and I interviewed her more as... I'm interviewing her more as a mom-to-mom, and less as her being my sister, if that makes sense. I will also be doing an interview with my other sister, Rochelle later on and I will take a different approach with her chatting with her a little bit about the dynamics in our family and talking a little bit about our own mom and things like that so just a little bit two two different ways I'm approaching interviews with my family I have quite a few interviews scheduled for coming up so lots of things for you to tune into and don't forget Tuesdays Tuesday timeouts I'm going to be chatting. These are briefer segments. So these are our segments that are under 10 minutes. Our interviews and conversations can be somewhere between 30, 30 to 60 minutes, depending on the interview. Let me know what you think. Subscribe to our platforms and check us out each week. This is a podcast designed for you. This is a podcast to make you feel like your chaos is really humorous. Let's face it. If we don't find humor in it, what do we have really at the end of the day here's my conversation with my sister Ashley enjoy welcome to the podcast Ashley
1: hey thanks for having me
0: I want to jump right in and ask you a couple questions just about yourself so Let's just start by maybe describe yourself in a sentence.
1: Yes, I am a day by day kind of gal. I'm just trying to be a good wife, mother, friend, entrepreneur. Yeah. Perfect.
0: Um, let's chat a little bit about your circus. So maybe tell everybody a little bit about when you became a mom, the ages of your kids,
1: maybe a little bit about the dynamics in your house. Sure. So my husband and I got married about four years ago now. Um, I was 24. I'm just I'm just turning 28 next month. Uh, through marriage, I became an instant mom. I was blessed with two sons, uh, Samson and Vance, uh Sam is now nine and Vance is six. Um, about nine months to the T after our wedding, Roman blessed us with his presence. Woohoo! <laughs> He's now three. He just turned three. Um, and then Riggs, he uh just turned one. And um, yeah, the the dynamics are, I suppose, a little bit different than many households. Um in that we're a blended family so we get the older boys every other weekend and um for overnights so they come friday night and stay till sunday night and then we have them once a week for supper and then i mean we see them you know for sports or whatever throughout the week but that's kind of the schedule so that alone is kind of cause for interesting dynamics
0: so on a note about that, so how do you find um, the dynamic when the, does it change um, dramatically when Samson and Vance are there on the weekends with Roman and Riggs? Do you find like it just, it shifts significantly?
1: Totally, completely. We go from like, I kind of like to describe it as like a volume level. <laughs> <So> <laughs> <we> go- <laughs> You know, I'm used to like a volume level and then, you know, it's like I kind of get amped up like knowing it's coming and then the older boys come and like it just skyrockets and that volume level goes up, but so does many other things. And it's, I mean, it's, we're doubling the number of kids in the house. So that just happens. But a lot of other things come with that too, you know, um, I mean, just having more kids in the house, but the relationships feel- that the kids have are all very different with each other. So there's more fights. Um, there's <sighs> more loving, but also more fights. Um, so yeah, the, it, the household does change, which is can be hard, but also I actually find it easier sometimes when the older boys are here because Roman is so just... is wherever they are and entertained by them that it actually can make it easier for certain things to even getting ready in the morning um or whatever but yeah it does there can also be more fighting and just more going on takes a little longer to get out of the house stuff like that
0: i think like i guess if you're prepared for that change in, i guess volume level as you say Um, I guess it it helps if you know that that's coming when they're going to be there like you're bracing yourself
1: for it a little bit yeah it can be like a whirlwind like especially on the nights when it's just we have them for supper you know it's it's like we have them for two hours maybe Um, and so it's you know you go from your one volume level it spikes and then like right away you're back down and it's it's almost like hard to go through that whirlwind even though we do it every week it's it's sometimes it's harder than others some days it's like oh that was so fun we had a really good supper lots of laughs told lots of stories we got the boys you know are actually engaged telling us about their day and then we have others which was like last week where it feels like they came over for two hours just to discipline or fight (laughs) and then it's just super discouraging and it kind of just leaves you in like a really blah mood about it but those nights happen I guess.
0: Yeah, I guess if you're prepared for that. Um, what would you say maybe the biggest challenges that you have found yourself facing as a stepmom over the years?
1: <laughs> oh man. I'm sure there's yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, probably like probably the beginning. like that was really tough, like really, really tough, especially Vance. So Vance was quite young when he was introduced to my life. And despite how young he was, it was a really rough start. Um, Vance didn't want me to do anything for him, anything like cutting his food, picking him up from his crib, nothing like only dad could do that. I couldn't help whatsoever, even if I was the only person around. (laughs) So (laughs) that made things pretty difficult um, and really discouraging in those early days Um, out in public, God forbid anyone made the mistake of calling me their mom, uh, they would be instantly corrected, (laughs) despite not want, like, I don't want them to call me their mom, um, to call me mom or even take that role in any way. Um, but that, you know, stings a little bit, like she's not our real mom. Like with such enthusiasm, (laughs) like that could be the worst thing ever, (laughs) um but fast forward heart. you know the boys are older um Vance now laughs at that and and he, like that he wouldn't let me do anything for him he thinks it's hilarious but now he brings it up all the time to remind us about it. and um yeah I don't know as, as a household I think we have the same issues that most do I think <laughs> anyways I like to think that anyways <laughs> Um, but yeah, it can be made a little bit more complex, I guess, with scheduling and discipline stuff and just household to household. But yeah, I'd say the biggest struggles that we, that I have is, is yeah, just having them for short periods at a time. Um, it, you know, we often feel it takes them the weekend to settle in, you know, into our expectations, the household rules by the time Sunday comes around you know, they got to leave again. And that just it makes it tough. So we, uh, I don't think like our household is uh, majorly different from theirs um, with their mom, but it's enough to notice, which I know is tough on them. And just the family in general, but we look forward to like holidays and the summer when we have them for those longer stretches, because they're just always, you can just tell they're just more enjoyable. But yeah.
0: I think that would be incredibly difficult. And yeah, as you said, like those short stretches and obviously her household versus the household there would be different. It doesn't even matter, just different people, different lifestyles and expectations, like you said. Um, I have to think like, that there's a definite impact on Riggs and Roman with the kind of scheduling and being excited when
1: they're there and when and then they leave
0: how do you feel like that impacts them
1: well for sure um when Roman was the only child he it was tough because he missed his brothers um a lot so especially like he'd always want to go when we would go and drop them off and he'd instantly start crying which is so hard um on on us like it just made us feel so bad um and and the older boys they were sad about it too um so it made them see each other like super exciting but it was it was sad because he would just cry every time they left it almost made me wish that he could just go with them, (laughs) (laughs) but that so that's one reason like um that I wanted to have more of my own um so that there would be Two of them left <laughs> to cry together. No. It's actually got a lot better. Like Roman, he gets their routine now. He knows kinda, you know, when they're coming, that they're going. He doesn't cry anymore when they leave. He just he knows. Like, yeah, he'll sometimes be like, oh they have to go. Um but he yeah, it's not like it used to be. So and I don't know, maybe I'm I guess hopefully it's I think Riggs joining us maybe helped that. Not that they're at the level where they play together like a lot or any talk to each other, but um, it it has definitely got better. But,
0: do you do you feel like you have maybe learned something about yourself from this whole process?
1: Um. Yeah i I think I'm still learning. Um, I think I don't know. I think everyone's kind of. Before we got married, you know, it's something that you're scared of you know it's like a has like a stigma around it like oh you know find a guy with kids or vice versa um but like I guess I'm proud of the fact that that didn't scare me like I I'm proud of the fact that like I can I can handle it like yeah it's tough but it's super rewarding too so you're strong stronger than you thought yeah I guess like it's it's tough, but it's, it certainly wasn't a reason for me not to stay with the guy I loved. Right. So, yeah.
0: And so there's definitely rewarding parts for you and being a mom, both as a stepmom and a mom to, to Riggs and Roman, what would you say would maybe be the most rewarding thing for you out of that experience?
1: Um, just as being a mom, like, you know, when my boys do something that just gives you such pride, you know, that feeling like there's just like nothing better when they make the right decision. You're like, okay, I'm, I might be doing something right. (laughs) And Roman is, if anyone knows Roman, he's super sensitive. Um, which also I think comes hand in hand. He's like super affectionate as well. Um, he was with me for like an hour this weekend at a trade show and, uh, he was just like in such an affectionate mood it was like just the best i was just melting he wanted to be held and he just was kissing me on the cheek and anyone else that was in range he would just lean over and kiss them too Aww. And then if i couldn't hold them he was like grabbing my hand and kissing it like it was maybe a little bit excessive but like, <laughs> still super cute and like makes me so proud because like uh the girls were kind of bugging me because they you know i only have boys and and um they have girls and telling me about all the, the cards that their girls make them or gifts that get left on their pillows or whatever. And I was like, Oh, I'll never have that. But then on the weekend, they're like, you know what? God blessed you with like the next closest thing to a girl for sure. Oh, that's I'm not sure how to is. take that, but
0: that's cute. Um. So switching gears just a little bit, you have a very interesting professional life outside of being a mom. So why don't you tell us just a little bit about, your success in the
1: business? Oh, well, I guess that depends on your level of uh, success. Hey, okay. I think
0: any woman killing it, running a business on the side outside of the home is totally just owning and successful. So, okay,
1: be so honest. I'm, I'm killing it. <laughs> okay, so I am a realtor. Um, I took my course. Um, to get my license while I was on mat leave with Roman. Um, so I got that done and, and started in that when he was just a newborn. Um, luckily I had my sister that was already doing it and I joined her as a team um, which made that transition a lot easier. Um, it yeah, it might have been a different story and ended a lot different if I didn't have it work out that way. Um, so then I've been I've been doing that ever since and then, with rigs coming along i didn't take a mat leave you know as a realtor or self-employed you don't really get that option as you know so just full-fledged kept going so i've been doing that in the meantime there we i had started a maternity store had that for a bit and then just recently sold that um so kind of just always always working on the next big thing so i would i would think that
0: maybe you're a bit
1: of a, a gold digger, you're
0: constantly looking to reach the next level, something else you can achieve. Would you say that's maybe accurate?
1: Um, my bank account wouldn't say that's accurate.
0: <laughs> it doesn't matter. It sure does. That's not the point, but
1: okay. Yeah.
0: I, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like I, I find that admirable when you are just constantly trying to up your game and find ways that you can reach the next level in business. I think that's awesome um you don't stop there so for those listening so so far we've covered a real estate agent uh started a maternity store and sold a maternity store and now there's another side hustle can you tell us about what you've been working on most recently
1: yeah okay so long story short um a friend a good friend of ours joined us when we had the mater- maternity store as a partner. And she herself had an awesome business that she had, she's she been running for years. Um, so we kind of all joined together. We, we partnered with her her business and vice versa, of course, since we've sold the maternity store, but we're still going um, full-fledged with this business, which is called Be Filled. And it is uh, wooden picture frames. Um, everyone gets their picture, family pictures done. Um, it's become quite the fad all these professional beautiful pictures so it's kind of it's a it's a work of art and yeah they're quite popular they're just really really nice frames it's hard to describe them so um, we'll
0: we'll put a link um a link with the podcast to the befilled filled page you guys have social media as well correct yeah for sure okay and then you guys have been doing some trade shows and things like that with befilled
1: Yep. Yep. We just finished one yesterday. Um, And then we have, um, there's a lot of photographers throughout um, Canada that are dealers for Be Field that, um, that help. um, Yeah, they're just dealers for, for the, for the frames. And we're kind of slowly getting into retail, but we have an online store. So we ship, um, we get orders there and fulfill them and ship them across Canada or wherever. So we're talking,
0: are they small frames, big frames? Like what kind of sizes do you guys sell? Like what's the range?
1: We have a range from itty bitty ones that are like uh, two by three up to 20 by 24 frames. So they're like massive. Oh, awesome. Big. That's yeah.
0: that's really neat. So we'll post a link for that just so people can check it out. Awesome Christmas ideas. They are beautiful, multiple colors and shapes and things just you've got to check it out like she said it's hard to describe but they're very very cool I can't wait to get my hands on some bigger ones I do have some of the little ones that she's referring to on my fridge still have no pictures in them but they're beautiful enough without a picture in them um what would you say is the biggest challenge that you face working from home with young kids
1: um working <laughs> <laughs> getting <laughs> anything is- done yeah it's so hard to get anything done. Um, but really, it's about timing. If you, if you just time things, you know, when, when, you, when your kids have a schedule and you can learn it and um, time things right to set aside, even if it's small chunks of time, that's the way to do it. It's hard because, like, my personality is that once I'm started something, like, I need to finish it or I don't even want to start until I know I have a chunk of time to be able to finish it. Like, it just is like a pet peeve. Um, so that that's been really hard for me um, yeah phone calls are almost impossible um, you kind of just hope for the best <laughs> and lock yourself in a room if you have to I feel like um, I
0: don't know if this is you but I feel like anytime I'm on the phone like it can be super quiet and chill in the house but as soon as I pick up the phone to talk to someone it becomes a zoo I don't understand it like
1: yeah no for sure and then they it's like the second they need you or they're Talking about something complete that you would for sure not want the other person to be on the other (laughs) side, other (laughs) line. But um, yeah, like you know, in real estate, you get a lot of phone calls, um, so that can be tough. I try and I find, anyways, I save everything for the evening, and that's kind of my time. So it kind of sucks because, you know, the evening is when I'd like to just curl up on the couch and watch my shows and catch up on things, and but I do always kind of procrastinate that okay i'm going to do all this in the evening and then usually i don't <laughs> or i only get a little bit of it done or like one time i'll have like a really productive evening and then i won't for a while um so that's kind of my thing but with real estate again working in a team with my sister often the kids come with us and luckily because there's two of us one of us is showing the house and the other's sitting in the car with screaming kids trying to entertain them with a movie or whatever that's like our life and most people most of our clients have no idea that's even going on in the background behind the scenes that's just
0: what we do and uh, there has to be there has to be some perks to working from home not just all like chaos and negativity maybe like explore some of the perks for why on earth they would want to work from home
1: perks 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 yeah no I don't just can't think of any (laughs) I'm just kidding yeah I, I wouldn't want it any other way um Sometimes I do dream of going to the office, nine to five job, kidless, Um, but I have a new appreciation for that freedom, but, (laughs) and how productive I could be, but it's also, you know, greener on the other side, you know, this is just my season. I'm embracing it and, uh, it has so many pros to it, you know, um,
0: so do you have you like have you thought at all about I know everybody you know it's hard to say like if you weren't doing this what might you be doing but if you weren't a real estate agent do you have any idea like what else you might be passionate about
1: um if it wasn't for real estate like I I feel no matter what I'd still be doing an entrepreneurial thing you know like I have ideas or I feel like that's kind of the route I would be going regardless but um if the, if I was to completely start over like going back to college university or whatever there is like fields I would want to explore um you know things that I've been like oh I think I would be good at that or that'd be interesting but I am like I am happy where I'm at um yeah I don't school isn't really school isn't my thing does not it isn't but... it doesn't appeal now does it <laughs> If I, if I was going back, like I'm, I'm happy with, with the schooling I did and, and what I, yeah, like going to college and like, I don't think I would change that, but there is fields that given the opportunity, I would maybe explore.
0: Okay. Um, so being a small business owner, and I know your husband is also a small business owner. What is something maybe that you want people to know about small business owners?
1: Um, well, yeah, my husband, he took the leap after being in a career for 13 years. Um, and I, I thought he worked hard before, but he works nonstop now. Um, but he is happy. Like he, he still stresses over work stuff, but it's like a different kind of stress, if that makes sense. Um, he, I just, I can tell in him he's happier doing what he loves. And this is his passion. He's wanted to, you know, grow a business of his own and and whatnot so it's like he's been doing it now um almost a year so it's been really exciting to see see it grow and see his vision come out and 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 whatnot but it's also super hard like you know like right now what is it 8 30 here he's downstairs plugging away at his computer and this is the typical night tell Either he can't keep his eyes open anymore or, or whatever, you know, till bedtime. So, and that's just what it is. You know, he eats supper and then goes down to his computer because during the day, during the week, he's out um, doing the hands-on stuff. Um, and then he needs his evenings for, for the computer work. So it is, it's nonstop. And you hope that it kind of eventually gets easier, you know, more employees and, and things, but it's a grind, especially at the beginning. So like it, it's tough, but if, if, if you love what you're doing, then it's worth it, right?
0: Yeah. Um, there's definitely, at this time of year, I think being a small business owner, it's just so important for people to understand. I find like lately when it comes to all the sales and things like that, that people are offering from the big box stores, it's hard for people to see small business in the same way. Would you agree? Maybe as far as pricing goes?
1: Oh, totally. Like, I mean, I'm I'm not knocking Amazon because that would, I'd be a hypocrite but um it's definitely killing small business for sure
0: and i think people because it's convenient and i'll be the first to admit like a lot of my card is full like my amazon cart is currently full of things for christmas but i do find like i am supporting i am supporting small business local here in saskatoon and in saskatchewan in general here when when I can for certain things. Um, I know it's not always possible, but I think that's just a good reminder for people. Small business is hard. And when you can support, especially around Christmas time, I think it's really important. Um
1: yeah, for sure. If when if small business could accept my uh Amex points, like it'd be a <laughs> totally different story. But yeah, I, I, I do changer, try, right? <laughs> yeah. I try as much as I can to support. I have a lot of friends that own small shops here and whatnot. And so I I see it and, and, and their need and and what they go through on a day to day. So yeah, I, I try and do my best.
0: Let's like switch gears back a little bit to real estate. So I am curious, what is the craziest request that you have ever received from a client on a property search? Or maybe like a strange thing that someone wanted you that had to be written into the deal.
1: Yeah. Um, the only thing I can think of, and, like, I only remember this vaguely, but it was someone requesting a dog.
0: Like, an um, actual dog?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was on an acreage. I don't know if that makes it any better, but... Not really. Um, okay, yeah. So, yeah, they wanted the dog, and they got the dog. I'm sure the dog's really happy. It got to stay in its home. and Oh,
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, yeah. So I like to, I'm always curious from talking to different professionals, um, a tip that you have in your profession. So something that you wish that clients knew about selling a property.
1: Um, It can take time, like it can take time. Depending on the price range, like there's so many different factors about a house um, that yes, a house can be listed and sell in days. But also a house can be listed, and it can take time depending on what price brackets bracket it's in, or what like what the market is for that for that home. It can take time, and price matters, and what you what you price it at to begin with matters. Like it is, um, there's a reason, you know. We try not to, oh, you know, put it up high, see how it goes, and that you know, there's there's a meaning to the madness. And when buying, uh, get pre-approved. I guess you probably hear that over and over, but that's it is it is really important, and it's kind of nice too when buying like that you don't shop outside of your means. Like, there's nothing worse than going and you're you're looking at houses and then you get your hopes up on one because it's just outside your range, or you're not uh, you're not ready yet, and you know the next day someone else got an offer and bought it or whatever. So um, that's always a big one, and like probably the biggest thing for me, (laughs) or just something I wish everybody everybody knew was that you don't have to look at a house with the agent that's on the sign.
0: Do lots of people ask that?
1: Well, like a lot of people, it's not that they ask; they just assume like I can tell, you know, often we get calls to go and view and it's great. Um, We get calls to go and view houses where our sign is on it. Um, And I know they're only calling because we don't know them. They're only calling because we're on the sign or actually, yeah, today, you know, showed a house. To someone we don't know them they've called off the sign that's great Um, but then they think that they they want to go see another house but it has a different sign on it so they're going to call them to go and you're like oh no you don't have to go ahead if you want but you know so i mean it works great for us sometimes but um yeah it's it's kind of a thing that a lot of people don't realize like if if you have a realtor you like and you trust them and you guys just get along and whatnot like you can actually have them show you any house on the market
0: there we go everyone now knows that um i like to talk about so you were previously married now without getting into too much airing of dirty laundry because that's messy can you maybe provide us with some insight into what that experience taught you and maybe something that you learned about yourself through divorce.
1: Yeah. Okay, so um I'm twenty seven, almost twenty eight, and uh I've been described as having lived the life of a forty-five year old woman. And what? I I got married at eighteen, which unfortunately ended in divorce, um three years later. And I mean we could probably do a whole separate podcast on this, so I'll try and keep it short, but um I think a lot of people would would right away assume that um, we were too young, and I feel you know you hear that all the time. Oh, they're, you know, too young, and that's why it ended this way or whatever. But I honestly don't believe that. I think that's kind of a a hoax. Like, there's many many couples that get married young and stay married until death do them part. Um, in our case, I think it was a lot of factors that work together to assist in what ultimately happened. I think, yeah, I could write a book on this topic, but I I think ultimately what I, the advice I could pass on to couples or individuals that are at that breaking point um, would just be like, think to yourself, when you look back on this period of time, like this season in your life, one day, it'll be such a pinprick in your past Um, so just make sure no matter what happens that you have no regrets by regrets. Like I'm referring to that you tried, like you did everything, be it counseling time, like take time. Time is okay. Separation is okay. If that's what is needed to get you back on track, um, or to see if you can get back on track, then don't worry about what other people think. Um, you don't want to You don't want to look back every day and question if you did everything you should have, you know, you don't want it to be five, 10 years later even, and still that be a thought in your head. Um, It's just not worth taking the time now to explore it. And like, I know, I know a lot of couples that have gone through like major, major trials and they've stuck to their vows. They've come back to their vows, And I have such respect for that. And, like i'll never be able to say that about myself so yeah and i've i've had people ask me like oh when will i ever stop thinking about it or him her um and you will like but slowly um you know i remember it was a time where it was like every day it was on my my mind and it was like so draining you know and but then eventually that turned into every few days or once a week or just something that when something comes up that reminds you. Um, but like, I don't, I don't think it's something that will ever, it's never going to completely go away from me. Right. Like it's always in my past so that it's always going to come up. Right. You know, it's,
0: it's, kind of, it's, it shapes who you are now as a, as a person. And I think it has, it, it has shaped who you are going, going into your second marriage.
1: Right. And the other hard part, like, ultimately, people talk a hard a hard part for me was hearing the rumors that would go on about you and your relationship. And, um, you know, everyone draws their own conclusions, that's going to happen, that'll never change. And initially, I felt I needed to set records straight, like it was a full time job. And the day I accepted that I really didn't, it really didn't matter. I, you know, those close to me are what matter and the ones that care to ask me if I'm okay, they matter, you know, um, rumors fade. Um, They, they forget and they don't care. It's the people that are left standing with you in the end that really matter. And I say that like, whether you're, whether you're doing everything right or you're the one doing everything wrong, um, we need to be holding up our friend's, we, we need to be holding them accountable, but also be there holding them up when they fall. And I think it's important to find those friends. And, uh, more importantly, be that friend. But yeah, I'm, I'm so happy in my life right now. I can't picture it any other way. Obviously, I have amazing kids. Every, every decision that I've made has led me here. But yeah, it didn't, it didn't come without a price And like you said, it's 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 made me who I am. Not proud of everything in my past, but it's my story. Um, It's not who I am, but like it's made me who I am. That makes sense.
0: Yeah, and I think that makes perfect sense. Um, You're you're married to Colin now. For how many years? You said.
1: Um, Okay, so Roman is three
0: four. Oh, in your opinion, what, what is the key to a healthy marriage? What have you learned through this process?
1: Everyone listening is like, okay, we're going to go from that question into asking her about a healthy marriage.
0: Well, <laughs> but, you've obviously um, learned some things.
1: Oh yeah. uh, No, we're, we're definitely learning daily. Um, I, I don't know. I guess it's kind of cliche, but communication um, always comes to mind. Um, it's kind of funny. I'm excited because I'm, I don't know if you've heard of it, um, but the marriage journal. Um, I haven't. It's, it's put on by or um, the Roloffs. I don't even remember. Jeremy and uh, someone <laughs> Roloff. <laughs> they're from the. Remember the TLC show, Little People, Big World. Oh um, yes, yes. Yeah. So they, the Jeremy from that, got married and and you know they you know they have a podcast and they're kind of some uh, couple that I follow and and they have this like communication tool for couples. And I've, I I don't have it. I haven't used it before. I've just heard about it. And they they sell them on their website. And it's kind of something they've done since they were married. I think their marriage counselors kind of introduced them to it and they've kind of created their own. And it's, um, it's a tool where like once a week you set aside time, you and your spouse to, um, it's the same six questions for 52 weeks. So for the year same six questions and you take turns recording like in the same journal and you're asking each other, um, these questions. And I don't know what exactly all all of them are, but it's, you know, like what was hard this week for you? Like what was your thorn or what was your rose? And, um, you know, what could I have done or what can I do to help you in the coming week? Um, anyways, it's just like a way to, to make it a habit to talk about like important things Anyways, I'm like excited about that because I, I don't know, those things excite me and I I do feel like communication is like super important and anything that can help us with that, I will gladly try. So yeah, and probably the the biggest thing for us is um, pray together. Our faith is important in our relationship. We both have a relationship with God and we strive to keep him in the forefront. So um, if that's your thing, yeah. So...
0: Would it be fair to say that you and Colin operate as a team when it comes to parenting? We've talked about some of the chaos that happens when all four boys are there together. Would you say like you guys are a team and then maybe like are there areas where Colin seems to be stronger than you and vice versa?
1: Yeah. Um, I think, I think that we're pretty lucky that we're on the same page in this area. Um, Colin lacks patience for <laughs> sure. He he he'd be the first to admit that. We were actually just talking about it the other day, so he knows that. But he is consistent, and I am not like he's very consistent. Um, so I'm I pay for that like um, Roman list to him, listens to him way better, you know, when it comes to going to bed or whatnot. And and I am a pushover. I know it, and I'm working on it. Um, I'm paying for it right now by having to fall asleep with Roman. <laughs> um, <every night.
0: laughs> you're a sucker
1: yeah so we're working on that but like we are on the same page um as far as as parenting i, w- I would say which okay is, which is a, a blessing i think especially having a blended family like that could be tough but i think we're we make a pretty good team
0: you kind of balance each other out please. i think so um so i find it important to ask mom's when I'm having conversations, like, is there something that you feel like you need most from your husband to stay sane? Especially if you're home, like I find moms that are home. And like me recently, I have been home with the kids since selling my business. And now I find I need my husband more than ever. What do you need from Colin?
1: I need a lot, a lot to stay sane. No, whether he uh, fakes it or not, like if he, I need him to, acknowledge what I've done in a day (laughs) that's that's enough like sometimes he comes home and I feel like I have to tell him my every moment because you know based on the the look of the house or the supper option that's on the table it could appear as though I've (laughs) taken the day off so like if he just acknowledges you know my day or something good successful or um something I've accomplished then uh, then that that's usually pretty good
0: i think yeah. that's common ground for moms especially moms that are home i know for me like the day can get away from me like i can be doing a uh-huh. hundred things but then he gets home and he doesn't know yeah, what's going on
1: you're like didn't you just leave <laughs>
0: <laughs> how come supper's not ready like how yeah. come the how come the room looks like it got like there was a bomb went off in here but they yeah. have no idea
1: and I don't want like the awkward silence, like let's just put it out there. Like, do you think <laughs> I've done nothing or no? Like,
0: did you sit and have- watch Netflix all day? Like, yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, okay, so speaking of husbands, so favorite date night with your husband, let's say, because they'd be awkward if we started talking about someone else. So what kind of dates are your favorite?
1: Um, any dates um at this point in our life, but Um we found a common hobby of hunting. So it's weird, but honestly, hunting is like my favorite pastime with Colin. Um oh, I don't know, like there's something about just going out just with him and like being forced to be quiet. (laughs) We can still talk. (laughs) But like it's very is that therapeutic? Yes, and just sitting there in nature. And like there's nothing more silent and yeah, Isn't or like funny how much
0: you we- how much you value silence as a mom now.
1: Yeah, maybe. And doing it with him, I guess. Like there's nothing better than you know, an early morning we'd get up like uh, well, that tough that part is hard getting up by like four or whatever before you have to get out there before first light. And you know, we'd go to Tim Horton's you know get some breakfast and a coffee then you go out and sit in the in the dark field for till the sun comes up watch the sun come up and you know like it it maybe that sounds weird but it really is like the best and unfortunately I didn't get to do it at all this season but um but yeah that would probably be my favorite but really like we coffee is like our thing we do a lot of coffee dates and um yeah anything kidless is a win
0: Okay let's talk I want to s- kind of talk about like it's Christmas right now and in my house we've got we have traditions and things that we like to do every year. Do you guys have have you built some traditions into your family?
1: Um, Not really. I I wish I had like epic traditions and I was that mom and maybe we'll kind of slowly build them but I don't know we uh, it's kind of not we didn't plan it but it, a dollar store run has become like the tradition when we're going to set up the tree because usually our dollar store decorations from the previous year no longer are, are in working order or um, there's not as many of them. So I've found, yeah, for a few years now we uh, run out to the dollar store. Usually it's just me and the boys and uh, we pick out stuff or they pick out stuff and I sneak it back on the shelf. And (laughs) so we don't bring it. And, yeah seriously like the boys picked out giant balls like it, i yeah i don't even know where they would go on the tree like giant like big as their head you need and to have they a second just, they, thought they were the best and like i i guess i could have been like that cool mom and just got them but i snuck them back and then when we got home of course they noticed and asked for them so i had to fess up but they weren't too mad so anyways that's kind of become a thing um we also started taking like a selfie, like. Not at Christmas, but just after we're done setting up the tree, we've done that a couple years in a row, so maybe we could keep that as a tradition. Taking a family selfie, and those are usually pretty entertaining. Uh, We go to.
0: Do you all fit into a selfie very relatively easy?
1: Yeah, like it takes a couple tries, and whoever has the longest arm has to do it. Um, (laughs) Sam tried to do it Um, this year, didn't turn out well. Phones these days are so big and heavy for those little hands, so. That didn't work out but we did we got everyone in it not everyone was looking but they're in it so yeah and we go to we go to church every christmas eve that's that's i mean that's always been a tradition in in our family and something that we're continuing so yeah
0: um i think we've kind of talked a little bit about how you can kind of go crazy at home um i feel as a mom like for me I cannot pour from an empty cup so for me I feel self-care is incredibly important for every mom what do you have what is a go-to like kind of a self-care routine or activity that kind of can
1: refill your cup um I have a lot of really good friends um great friends and and we we try and go out here and there for like girls night and that's always really refreshing um sometimes here and there we'll plan you know and go to calgary uh get a hotel even if it's just for one night and those those are like amazing like that is you know you you go in the hot tub do some shopping have a nice dinner and
0: feel like like a new person when you come home almost
1: totally what we can accomplish in a 24-hour period is (laughs) amazing so those you know we don't do that a lot but when we do like that's that's the best but just having a girls night here and there is that's fun
0: Okay, um mom fails. These are every mom has inevitable mom fails, especially when you have a big house. Like I find in my house, I'm just missing things and we try and do everything for everyone, but it backfires on me. What is your embarrassing mom fail moment?
1: like this is one of those things where I feel I probably have so many of them that I can't <laughs> even pinpoint one. Like you know those those things. Are you in
0: a fog of mom fails? Um, uh,
1: Yeah. I don't know. Like, you know, they get their fair bumps and bruises. Like, I'm sure with both kids, and I'm pretty sure everyone has done this, you know, like walking around the house with a, with a newborn. And I mean, they grow so fast, so it's hard to keep track of how long they are. And you accidentally kind of cut the door a little (laughs) too close. And, you know, the, the head hits the door jam or the, that, that's happened a few times um but I think everyone does that and
0: like you, you hope everyone bad. does that now that you've said it on the podcast <laughs> yeah probably
1: I don't know why this one comes to mind but and I don't even think it's that bad maybe to some people listening they'll think it's really bad but um Riggs so he's a year now but when he was uh younger still not mobile you know I could set him down and he wouldn't go anywhere um I was sitting in the, the ottoman or the the chair with the ottoman out and i went to go do something just really quick and i set him down kind of on the ottoman and it kind of is like a nice little cove there like he just sits ever so perfectly like really he couldn't go anywhere (laughs) um but he did and uh i heard a thump and some cries and came out and he had just fallen right off face first oh um that's the that's the last that's kind of the one that comes to mind um but yeah he's fine
0: yeah I mean he appears to be relatively normal even after his fall off the augment um as a mom so I feel like we constantly take so much stuff everywhere but what are three things that you never leave the house with now like you've got transporting kids of different ages now so I feel like
1: this might be a little bit different for you than some people but what do you take with you um, okay, I never leave the house without my phone. I never leave the house without kids. It seems, <laughs> um, and I never leave the house without wipes, oh, whether I've amen. got kids or not. Wipes.
0: What are you wiping when you don't have kids?
1: <laughs> what What the kids left behind.
0: Oh, I oh, you should see my SCP right now. What the kids leave behind is atrocious. I don't know. Um, okay. So let's give some more tips. So if you were to provide our listeners with three mom survival tips, what are they?
1: Um, get the sitter. Your marriage needs it. Um, don't, don't forget the wipes. Again with the wipes. (laughs) (laughs) Can't stress enough. The wipes, um, seek help. Like I've learned more recently about how much resources are out there and you know from sleep consultants like i have a good friend of mine jory with the crib coach shout out um she is a sleep coach um and you know she works with people all around the world and it is i did not know that was a thing like hello someone is going to help me help my child sleep it's like mind-blowing
0: where was um, this when I needed it? Like six <laughs> exactly, years ago. No one
1: knows. It's a thing. Um, and then like just with like even feedings, right? Like breastfeeding. Some people have so much problems with that. And sometimes it's like there's there's no help and that I just imagine can be so frustrating. Or like most recently, I have another friend I met who is a postpartum doula. Have you ever heard of that?
0: Actually recently I did hear about that, but Again, where was that when I it
1: <laughs> Like, sh- sh- you know, and I mean, not everyone has the resources for that, but it. I think, I mean, to me, very interesting that that even exists. Like, this is someone postpartum. You know, you think of doulas; they come, they help you. Like, you know, midwife come um, with the birth of your child and stuff. But like, this is someone that is there for you, for you, the mom after your baby is born well I just think all the emotions
0: that you go through after you come home and how alone and lonely you can feel and that what a part that would play for some people
1: yeah like she'll go and have coffee with you she'll she'll um change she'll change the baby while you're napping or make make muffins she'll make she'll put supper in the crock pot like that's crazy um or and aside from that like just joining a group You know, a lot of people, you know, you go from being full force um, or, you know, in the workforce um, full time and then you go on on mat leave and it's just you all of a sudden home with a new baby, no adult conversation in sight. And it is important to get out, find a a group. And there's so, so many um, in most communities anyways that you can hook up with. And um, yeah, I think that's that's really important. I know sometimes that can be intimidating for people if it's not really your thing, but it's kind of everyone going to those groups, like is probably in the same boat, you know, so just getting um, out of
0: your comfort zone and getting there. I think that is, go.
1: yeah, um,
0: I think like, you know, and sometimes it's not even that it's out of your comfort zone. It's, we're busy, especially when you have more than one kid, I find doing these things are great in theory and these groups, but actually scheduling the time to go and do things like that is hard. And I find being a busy mom, another thing that goes in line with that is meals. I don't know about you, but like I get in meal ruts probably at least twice a month where I have no idea what I'm doing. And I'm looking at like tonight, I'm staring in the pantry And I'm like, what the heck am I going to make from these things? Like, I just don't even know. So do you ever find yourself in that kind of a situation?
1: Yes, definitely. Like um, Colin, my husband, he, he's big about like the second we finish breakfast or even before he's asking what we should take out for supper. And there's nothing (laughs) more annoying to me than planning a meal before we're done the current meal. And So I feel like I have that, a little bit of that expectation that I've put some effort into it. So I'm, I'm a newbie to the Instant Pot and I am in love. It's my best friend. See,
0: I don't have one still and I feel like I'm missing out.
1: Oh yeah. And I actually heard they had a crazy good good sale on them too last week. So you you missed out on that too.
0: Apparently. But so what
1: what kinds of things
0: have you found to be what's your favorite to cook in your Instant Pot?
1: Um probably I, I would say the thing I've done the most lately is roast because we have just our freezer's full of elk and deer and um beef. We do a lot I have a lot of roast so I'll even just put that sucker in frozen throw it in with some water and some potatoes and carrots and like that's your whole meal right there you know really so it's my favorite
0: huh I may have to invest in one of then these you can make
1: some gravy with the with the the juices hmm. so <laughs> we're put getting... everything in there really wings, you know and yeah no I really do like it or mashed potatoes and I don't know. There's something about putting a lid on it and not having to look at it and pressing a button and hoping it turns out. It's, I don't know. It's addicting.
0: Just that hope. You just hope that it's gonna taste good by the time you're ready to eat. Yeah. So my last question for you do you have a hiding place in your house for a mummy timeout? Because Lord knows we need them.
1: Yes. Um mine would be the pantry for sure. I think that's probably a lot of moms. If you have that luxury of having the the walk in pantry, I I have to do it strategically when the kids aren't looking. But I oh all the time I will go in there, and that is where the Halloween candy is. That is where all the goods are. And do you I still will,
0: have Halloween candy. Like we're we're at the bottom of the barrel now.
1: Well, I'm also blessed with a child that doesn't like chocolate or candy. Oh my! So goodness. I've got pretty much all Halloween candy. So, um. Yeah, it's, it's not uh, it's not a good thing for me necessarily, but I'll take it.
0: And you know what? I don't think there is anything wrong with a mommy timeout. Like, I feel like sometimes we need to cool off just as much as our kids need to cool off. Do you agree?
1: Totally. I'll, I'll go into the pantry, lights on or lights off. It's fine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I have thoroughly enjoyed our conversation and thank you so much for giving us just a glimpse into your world and what your circus looks like for you. I know there's lots of moms that feel alone in their chaos. And I think just sharing our real stories and making people feel less crazy is helpful for moms. So thank you so much for being on the podcast today. And I wish you, I just
1: want to say too quick, like um, just a congrats. I'm proud of you in your, um, you know, your life journey right now and, and, and where it's been taking you and that you've uh, decided to start this and run with it. I think it's really cool. And I think you're going to do really well.
0: Oh, thank you. I appreciate you saying that.
1: And yeah, I, I wish you,
0: I don't know. I feel like when it comes to this time of the year, like now it's December 1st, I should be saying like, may the odds be ever in your favor right now <laughs> as you get ready for Christmas when you have four I'm pretty good. You are feeling good? Okay. Well, maybe you can send some of that like positive vibes my way because I'm feeling overwhelmed and a little bit stressed.
1: Since Black Friday, I've been feeling pretty on top of things. So.
0: Hey, okay. Well, with that, we're going to sign out. And just remember, regardless of your circumstance, find joy in your circus. Thanks for joining us.